just ate a bunch of rice and then we each had one caramel. Hi everybody, my name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week we eat salty caramels and yeah. And we talk about ghosts. And stuff. This has really thrown me for a loop. (laughs) Uh, Please, please say something. Please say something. Please say something scary. We talk about things like paranormal stories. My my haunted legs. True crime. My haunted friend's legs. Cryptozoology. My uh, face. Anything spooky related. Yep, that's true. Every single week since we decided to both have one caramel each, Lindsay and I will research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go find one caramel and I'll go find another caramel somewhere else. And then we reconvene inside of our house and discuss what we've researched, which is in huge quotes, for the very first time with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to, I really want to say caramels, but I won't, uh, rice. I will dedicate my portion of the show to caramels. Oh, okay. Because that's like caramels, but you're just fancier? Yeah. Caramels. Yeah. Oh, good. Cool. What's been going on? We've been doing a whole bunch know. of stuff. Yeah, just things. Yeah, just a bunch of things. Yeah, we've been busy. It's raining here. It's yeah. fall. Cool. Here's some. It's becoming spooky season. Here's some more weather with Lindsay. <laughs> well, this is just what I've observed from looking out the window because I don't leave the house. Yes. Now I, so more than ever, you do not leave the house. I had the doors open today. Wow, cool. Yeah. That's great. What did what did it feel like? The moment you opened the doors, did you feel really empowered or what what happened? Well, it kind of felt like I was outside, but I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. We've been just busy. It's spooky season coming up. We might um well actually, I know we have a spooky piece of merchandise coming up for sale. Yeah, we sure do, and we're very excited about it. And depending on when this episode comes out. Uh, it might already be out, but if it's not, it'll be out around the 1st of October. So keep a lookout for some cool new Spooky Spouses merchandise that Lindsay designed. Ex- exclusive. Huh? Say that. No, no. I want you to say it louder because you're <laughs> worried about it. Ex- well, I was trying to think of like exclusive, but oh, yeah. trying to make it creepy. Ex- exclusive merchandise. I feel, I feel like you said it even quieter the second time. <laughs> Because it's not good. Exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's it. Good. That's all I have. That's good to say that, I think. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Do we just jump right in? I feel like we're forgetting to talk about something, but I don't know um, we if did that's the case. We did an Estes method at your parents' house. We got did. got some weird stuff going on there. We did, yeah. We uh, were celebrating some birthdays, and we did an Estes method at my mom and dad's. Yeah, we caught some cool stuff. Yeah, your mom and dad's house is like an old historic home. It used to be a farm. Yeah, all sorts of weird things happen in there. You and I each got the number three. We did. We got a lot of information about whoever we were talking to, their children. 
about the windows on my parents' house. Yeah, a lot of descriptor words, which is always interesting when they're, you know, whoever's talking to us is describing where we are. Yeah, it is super weird. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, we did one of those and we didn't record it and it was creepy, but so I guess you just have to believe us. Yeah. If you or want. don't. I mean, yeah. that's fine too. Linz, I'm first this week and I want to start right now. I am not messing around. Okay, I'm ready. So, Lindsay, a couple episodes ago, you and I got a phone call from our friend Ty saying that there was a skyhog. Right. Well, we dubbed it a skyhog, but it was a groundhog on top of a building. Yes. Well, Ty was the original skyhog deemer. Right. And I really like the name. And it seemed like a panicked phone call. So for those of you who have not listened to that episode, I, I forget which one it is. Maybe two ago. It's something about a skyhog. I, <laughs> I think it was our last episode. It might have been. Who knows? But Ty was very worried because there was a groundhog on the roof of an eight-story building, a.k.a. Skyhog. And he was very concerned. And we just got a panicked voicemail from Ty So I want to start this off with breaking booze, but the breaking booze is related to the Skyhog. Oh, no. Well, if it's a voicemail that is panicked and we didn't do an episode last week, like, is he okay? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Well, we'll still try to give you mediocre advice. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Hello. Okay. So I, this is, oh, sorry. This is Ty. Um, I had called a few weeks ago about the Skyhog that I saw uh, next door, on the the roof next door. I have not seen the Skyhog again, um, but I have... Okay, so I have been going on walks through a graveyard nearby, and this is... I cannot stress this enough. This is 100% true. Both of these things are 100% true. I have... Uh, been spotting um, groundhogs, maybe skyhogs, maybe, uh, well, I, okay. I have been seeing hogs of some sort, grave hogs. I've been seeing them going into and out of the graves at the cemetery. And I don't know how this, I don't know how this fits in. But I needed you to know. I've been trying to get photo evidence. Uh, I will. I will get that to you when I can. All right. Bye. Okay. So just in case you didn't hear what was happening, no more skyhog. But now Ty is seeing groundhogs. I guess multiple groundhogs yeah, crawling. Gra- grave hogs. Grave hogs crawling in and out of graves. Yeah. At a cemetery. <laughs> That's really weird, though, because the place that we always go for walks and we've done Estes methods before, like at the ridges. Yeah. There's tons of groundhogs around that cemetery. Well, I guess now they're known as grave hogs. Like, do they really like decomposing bodies? They might, or they might like that maybe the soil is looser, so it's easier for their big, weird bodies to Ew. dig in the dirt. Yeah, I don't really know. But I guess huh. now we're we're noticing two extremes. Not only do you have sky hogs on the roofs of buildings, but now you have... I understand that graves are underground, but I think about going into a grave is deeper underground. Right. Maybe it's metaphorical. I don't really know. But now you have the two extremes, sky hogs, grave hogs. Well, yeah, but maybe like the one that's the sky hog is the looker outer. For the grave hog? For the grave hogs. And then he like looks out over the graves 
And he's like, we're good. Is Ty, is the cemetery within looking, like, if you were to climb to the eighth story of your apartment complex, could you see the cemetery from where you, from that building, from the top of that building? Or maybe, like, okay, maybe, like, if you're up on a building, you can see the ghosts. Oh, maybe they have... wait for the ghosts to leave, and then they rob their graves. Oh, okay. So the so the sky hog is looking out for the grave hog. Yeah. Saying, it's all clear. No more spirits walking around. You're good to go find and, you know, like maybe steal a dead person's ankle or something. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, people bury like fancy stuff. Fancy stuff? Yeah. But I don't know what would be like useful for a groundhog. Like what would a grave hog want? Walnuts? Like, oh, maybe that's a good idea when you get buried is to get buried with stuff that you know, like little critters like. That'd be fine. Make like little holes in your casket so they can get in there. That would be nice. Yeah, because, you know, you maybe they could use a bone or a few of your bones for a cute house. Yeah. Or they could use some of your teeth for like a tiny musical instrument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be cute and nice. Or like maybe you're wearing their favorite shirt and they're like, oh, man, I love Nine Inch Nails. I was going to ask you what the shirt was <laughs> and I had a feeling it was going to be a band. But Nine Inch Nails is not what I thought of because I think it might be six years since I've heard you say Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> well, groundhogs love Nine Inch Nails. They, I think they might. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's well, science really hasn't proven if they do or do not. Or do any scientists listen to the show? How do we figure uh. out if animals like a certain, <laughs> you know what, then probably no scientists listen to our super smart show. Does anybody want to be a scientist and they listen to our show? Does anybody feel like you're not a scientist at all, but you're but but you're thinking like, yeah, I could figure out something like that. Yeah. How to tell not only if groundhogs like Nine Inch Nails or not, but maybe what genre groundhogs or gravehogs or skyhogs, what musical genre they prefer over another one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be kind of cool and fitting, too. Like, if there was, like, the Trent Reznor of Groundhogs that, like, was the leader of the Gravehogs. It was, like, a really good composer and, like, wrote a lot of really good stuff. It was, like, very grungy industrial. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fine. Yeah. I've only listened to Nine Inch Nails once when I was younger. And I don't know why, because I feel like I'd like them. I mean, yeah, sure. Yes. It's Nine Inch Nails, you know, like... (laughs) This yeah. I, now, now I'm okay. upset. All right. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Ty, thank you very much for the phone call. Uh, we hope that you. Well, I don't really know if there's any advice we can offer here. This is more so just an update. So I hope you find some more stuff out. Yeah, send us some pictures. Maybe we'll try to get pictures of our grave hogs, and then we can put <laughs> all the grave hogs Careful. together. <laughs> Careful. I don't know if you're allowed to say we'll take photos of our grave hogs. <laughs> At least on this show? Yeah, we will. Okay. (laughs) We'll compare them. No, 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 no. And I don't know if we're allowed to say this. Okay. All right. Ty, send us videos of what you called us about, because I feel weird saying it now. Gravehog? Careful. (laughs) Okay. Linz, I have uh, a few stories, and this one is from the subreddit Humanoid Encounters. Hmm. I would think this would more so be, well, let me ask you, if you hear the word shadow figure. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a word, a collection of words that describes a thing. Um, That's just a cool, smart thing I said. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you hear shadow figure, do you think humanoid or do you think ghost or paranormal? 
I think something like in relation to like the Babadook. Oh, really? So kind of like creature. So humanoid. Yeah. See, I immediately go to an apparition, a ghostly, a ghostly entity oh. when I hear shadow figure. Mm. But I guess that, you know, that really has to deal with the, is it opacity, opacity, how see-through-y something is or not? <laughs> the more the more see-through-y something is. The more paranormal it is. Yeah. The less see-through-y something is. And that's a fact. And this this is all, this might be our <laughs> smartest show yet. We're only like 10 to 12 minutes in. This might be our smartest show. real. Wait, human, wait, that, the shadow figure? Yeah. Well, not only real, but if it's- No, the more see-through-y it is, the more paranormal it is. The less see-through-y, see-through-y, it's probably real humanoid. Anyways. Anyways, this is from the subreddit Humanoid Encounters, and it's from, oh, this is a nice username, Starfish Fish. Aw. That's cool. Double the fish. Yeah. The title of this very short story, it might even read like a poem- it's called Bumped Into a Shadow Figure Outside of the Bathroom. Hmm. Okay. Something you don't really see. Hmm. And that's why this one kind of stood out to me because you really don't expect to see a ghost, right, when you walk out of the bathroom. Right. Their bathroom or a public place? Uh, this was in their house okay. or apartment or whatever. I was going to say, hopefully it's not a public place because we really shouldn't be out and about. No. But okay. <laughs> Stay home, please. Yeah. Okay. Here is the story. I was staying up late watching TV one school night when I was around 16. Uh, I'm 23 now, and got up to go to the bathroom. When I was finished, I opened the door and walked out as normal. Yep, I mean, that's basically what you do when you're done. Well, I don't know. Sometimes I walk out and do, like, a silly walk. What's that look like? Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) Oh, cool. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to describe what you did, because I want our listeners to have... Sorry, I want our listener to have uh, an image of you doing that, but... Just using the sounds and creating their own visual. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, All right. Use your imagination. Yeah. Do you have another series of sounds that might be another walk really quick? Who to do? Who to do? <laughs> okay. That's really great. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just walked out of the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. I had taken maybe two steps when I suddenly felt myself run into something and be slightly pushed back. Without thinking, I apologized as I had believed it to be one of my relatives. However, when I looked up, as I had had my head down before, I realized what I was looking at was an obscure, human-like shape that was entirely opaque. Okay, see, they're even on the opaque train. Okay. It was as if I had bumped directly into a shadow that had taken on a three-dimensional form. Before the initial disbelief could even set in, it disappeared. I reached my hands out in front of me, but nothing was there. I literally sprinted back into my room. Well, uh, I bet you you ran. Sprinting is very, you know. You got down in sprinter stance. And you're like, someone Propped up your foot on that little thing. I don't know what it's called. Someone shoot a small gun. (laughs) I was in track and I still don't know what that thing's called. Then you push off of it. The pushy-offy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the starty-offy. Uh-huh. They sprinted back to their room, leaped onto the bed. Nothing quite like that has happened to me since, but I definitely, definitely had other very strange occurrences in that house. Nothing quite like that, but similar, I guess, according to our starfish fish friend. Don't you think you would kind of like tell us maybe the backstory about like your house? Like, I wonder if they have more stories because they're like, oh, this is a, an occurrence that always happens. But that one was weird. They don't have anything else, but it would be smart if on maybe Reddit or something, if you said interested 
follow my follow my Reddit blurbs, follow my tweets follow, or whatever. Follow my Zanga. Follow my Zanga to find out more creepy things about my house. Yeah, that's you really you had weird. a Zanga, correct? I did not. You did not have a Zanga. No, I know you did. I did for sure. You had feelings. Yeah, still do. <laughs> <laughs> See, I had a thing called friends that I talked to. <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't have to write it down well because you had mentioned before when i was talking about jungle terry and even when we were visiting family this weekend you made a bunch of jokes about how my family was rich which is not <laughs> the case but you know when you're when you're impossibly wealthy it's really difficult to make friends because you're like you you kind of can't relate to them you can't be like hey cool jinkos what do those cost six hundred dollars or yeah. something stupid oh cool milk how much does a glass of milk cost 18 bucks 20 bucks well while you were writing in your zanga i was like at home and i was like We'll just have to wash the floors. Can I have some more porridge, please? Because I was so poor. And you lived in England for a little bit. Well, I didn't, but oh, um, I thought I did. <laughs> you fought you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Linz, what would you do if you walked out of the bathroom? Maybe you just had like, you know, uh, an unexpectedly kind of triumphant bathroom experience. That'd be weird. And then you want to have a triumphant bathroom experience both oh. both things but then to walk out and bump into a shadow person yeah that's what i'm saying like that would be weird it'd be weird has that I ever happened to you like not well not leaving the bathroom but in general like if you and i have been in a creepy mm. place or something where you've bumped into something and nothing's been there no i don't think that's ever happened to me either see i just think like because there's been times that i've like lost my balance in a weird way like not just like oh i tripped i stumbled it's yeah. like I will literally be standing still and then I'll just like do a backflip. Really I'm like fall over. Yeah. Or like I lose my bail. I don't know. And it, I guess it could seem like you're being pushed. But I mean, a lot of people have reported being pushed or being touched. So I don't see why that would be any different. Like bumping into. Yeah. I mean, how fun, though, to surprise a spirit. Oh, yeah. Like, like, usually they have control of the situation. And you're the one who scares them. And you scared them. <laughs> Whoa, sorry. Oops. Whoa. No, wait. I'm not sorry. You're sorry. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? Were they in the Midwest? Yeah. Oop. Oh, oh, just going just gonna to scare right past <laughs> you here. Just going to sneak right past you there. Just going to sneak right past you and give you three scratch marks on your back. <laughs> and, oh. Just going to give you a little demonic activity for you. Oh, okay. Okay, great. <laughs> we got here at a good time. Wow. You know what? We got here at a good time because we beat all the other ghosts. And, you know, usually it's elbow <laughs> to elbow in here trying to get a place to scare someone. Yeah. I love the idea of a Midwestern ghost. It's probably a polite ghost. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you don't have so much demonic activity with a Midwestern ghost. So now... Without fail, whenever we record our show, Molly will go into our guest room and get on the bed. Uh, just in case this is your first time listening, Molly is our dog. Uh, we'll get on the bed and roll and flail around and snort and snarl yeah, and just demolish the bed. And then she'll walk back in here smiling really big and then lay down. Yeah, she like just has to ruin the bed. And she really does. Oh, she's off the bed now. She'll probably walk back in here. And be smiley. Oh, maybe not She's yet. She's still rolling around. Oh, she is? Yeah. I heard her shake her shake the staff. Well, that's really interesting. That's weird. I mean, I feel like I kind of believe that story because it's not one that seems like everybody is telling. You know, you always yeah. hear the, I saw a shadow or I did this, but like to bump into something. I agree. Like I immediately do not sort of throw this story away and I don't believe it. I believe it. Yeah. And like clockwork, Molly just ran in the room 
and breathed really hard on Lindsay's hand, and now she walked away. <laughs> so, okay. So you said that you believe that story. Yeah. Okay. Here's a story that I don't know where you will land on this. Okay. This is from the subreddit Past Lives. Okay. This is from Reddit user Space Station Jukebox, cool. which, I us- which I bet you probably always plays really good music. Nine Inch Nails. I was thinking more like Yellow Magic Orchestra or something like fun, oh. but Nine Inch Nails could be. Well, you know, you could play <laughs> Yellow Magic Orchestra and then Nine Inch Nails, too. They go hand in hand. They do. Yeah. Yeah. If you have never heard Yellow Magic Orchestra, pause the episode, search them up, listen to a track, and then jump back in. They are very silly. I mean, if you definitely want to, like, have a few giggles and maybe, like, not be scared, say you're in a scary situation, throw on a little, throw on a little track. Yeah, that's actually a really good defense mechanism, too. If you're really scared and you're maybe, maybe you're, I know that a few people have, who listen to the show have started rando nodding. Yeah. So maybe if you're rando nodding and you're getting scared, or if you're looking for ghosts and you're getting scared, throw on Yellow Magic Orchestra, and I bet you, you will not be scared anymore. No. Okay, Lindsay, are you ready for this story? Yes. The title of the story is pretty straightforward. I remember being beheaded. Ew. Yeah, ew, right? That's weird. Okay, let me know what you think of this one. This one's also short and sweet. Uh, oh, really quick. I just I just saw this for the first time. The very first comment underneath, I'm not going to read what they said, but their username is My Little Piglets. Aw. Isn't that great? That's cute. Anyways, Hopefully it's not like a weird... It doesn't know. It doesn't need to be that way. A weird name. <laughs> doesn't need to be I that. hope it's just literally like they have a farm and they have little piglets. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're in, your head is in a lot of weird places tonight. Mm, I don't know. All right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was the caramel. It might have been the caramel making you feel silly. I don't know. I had those sour gummy worms and I was dancing like crazy on our drive home. Last night. Yeah. Yeah. Not trying to spoil anything, but we've been eating less sugar. And we were driving home last night and it was late. And then we got some sour gummy worms. And then Lindsay proceeded to dance in the car really hard and was creating all these characters like a bunch of dudes were dancing with each other singing a what song was it again um that song when the going gets tough the tough get going that's right because there's like background singers that are obviously like a group of dads yeah just listen to it and then then envision just a group of dads just palling around yeah and one of them i guess one of the characters Lindsay created really loves swinging his arms around really hard and it was it's Raj. It was Raj. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. He's anyways. a real entertainer, that Raj. He is. A, he is. But, you know, that's also you. So <laughs> I'm, ready. Okay. I'm ready for your story. Okay. What a we- Here we go. Ready? Yeah. I remember being beheaded. I think I was beheaded in a past life. What if that was the, if that's where the story ended? <laughs> for as long as I can remember, I have always had a certain emotion that rises up whenever beheadings are mentioned, depicted, talked about. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) If you don't have some kind of emotion when a beheading is happening or is being talked about or brought up, then I think there might be some an issue. I could imagine watching it like a beheading on a movie or something and going, eh, and like your heart rate goes down. (laughs) Been there, done that. Boring. Uh, (laughs) Or you yawn. First first time, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they freak out whenever they're mentioned or whatever. 
It never happens when other forms of execution are mentioned. Who are you hanging out with? Everyone's talking about <laughs> executing. You know, I'd like to go by way of Iron Maiden. Oh yeah, I'd like to be I'd like to be dropped from a cliff. I thought you were gonna say I'd like to go by ironing. I'd like to go by ironing. Ironing my favorite shirt, I just get done and yeah, that's how I go. And all of a sudden I just go peacefully. <laughs> <laughs> um the best way I can describe it is pure dread and anxiety. It's like I can remember the feeling of awaiting my execution. I don't know if this is normal or even something that can happen. Another thing is that I will sometimes feel these memories of someone who had power and wealth. The only time I can think of where these two things mix is the French Revolution. Then I also borderline avoid learning French. <laughs> and I have no desire to go to France. I don't know. Or they wrote IDK. I just thought this would be the best place to ask for advice, thoughts, and for ways to go forward. Thanks. I really like the idea that they one of their all what one of their other reasons why they think they were beheaded is because they have no interest in going to France ever. L okay, ever. Liz, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> I I believe in these stories because there's been like weird coincidences of yeah. people remembering a past life and it like matches up to somebody. So I don't poo poo that idea. I don't either. But their reasonings are the most garbage ideas. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Like, okay, um, I don't know. I don't like watching shows about pigeons. I hate pigeons. Never wanted a pigeon. I don't know. That must mean something. When I see a pigeon, I try to avoid it. That means in a past life, you I were was... eaten to death by a pigeon. <laughs> or I was a pigeon and I hated it myself. Well, if you... Well, okay. Well, then you added the last part. Because I was going to say, <laughs> if you... In a past life, if you were a pigeon, you'd look back... On pigeons now with a sense of longing and, and merriment. Yeah. But now, yeah, but you, you were a pigeon, but you also just hated your life. Yeah. So. Yeah, I sure. That, like, if there was actual, like, better reasons, then yes. What do you mean? Isn't a really good reason that they don't want to go to France? That's a great. And also, they don't want to learn French. I love this idea. And I'm, I think in the past, in a past life, I choked on a canned black olive. Because I hate black olives now. Mm -hmm. I like, I like, or I'll tolerate basically any food on earth. I don't care. Sometimes it's upsetting to watch. But <laughs> when it comes to canned black olives, I hate, I hate their guts. If they had guts, I'd hate them. Oh, so you're probably like, you created the canned black olives. You were the CEO of the black olive company. But then something bad happened. And then probably. something bad happened to you. And or you like you smelled them all the time or ate them all the time. And then you just ended up despising them. Or I was like, you know, trying to because I was the CEO of the black olive company. I was trying to fit in with, uh, you know, all the uh all the workers and stuff like it was like undercover boss kind of but i was like right. oh, i'll show you i can work the line and i got my sleeve caught in a conveyor belt and like i don't know my whole body got sucked in the thing and i got you, chopped up they chopped you up into olives and they went finally <laughs> and then they overthrew the company and then you know something else happened yeah I just love the idea that this person does not want to go to France and that's even more reason. Well, it's like what? Okay, so I what they hate power and money or something and then they're like, "Oh, French Revolution, that's It's like, "Well, what war wasn't power or money related?" When or there like, were beheadings going on back then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was just a very funny story and I really liked it. <laughs> that's all. That's it. 
Well, very interesting story. Well, was it? Yeah, it was. I think that's just a default. So I think say what you really think about that story I just said. I think that story is just silly. Yeah, it's a little silly, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know what's not silly? they eat so- French fries? Huh? They eat French fries? <laughs> no, they hate French fries. I mean, I know they're not from France, but they are called French fries. They hate them. They can't even stand them, I bet. Hmm. What about French dressing? French dressing, no. French toast, no. French braids, no. Hmm. Stinks. A lot of good things from France. Baguettes, culture, art, fashion, berets. French is? Huh? French is? Like the mustard? No, like the kisses. French French kisses? French is. Oh, they're just French kiss? What? (laughs) (laughs) French. Okay. What do you call like... Okay, they were When you giving... French kiss? Oh, you say French kiss. I don't say they were Frenching. You say they were Frenching? <laughs> Probably like the middle school me. The middle So the middle school you was like a 60-year-old person? Oh, they were just French. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Wow. <laughs> Let's just move on. Wow. Welcome to the last minute of our show <laughs> where I guess just... See, maybe this is why it's better if we don't record all the time all the time (laughs) (laughs) hey probably right Uh, okay okay. well let's go to the haunted housekeeping zone and maybe maybe we'll french (laughs) sorry sorry weird oh well okay anyways all right we'll see each and every one of you we'll see each and every one of you in the haunted housekeeping zone in three two one Well, yeehaw, saddle up, partners, and hop on your haunted, headless horse, and welcome to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. Why don't you come along with us? If you have any questions regarding haunted, headless horses, a cryptid that you once saw and behind your house. Maybe just a cupboard that keeps talking to you. If there's a particular pair of shoes that when you put on, you see nothing but ghosts. Or an Ikea table that you just can't seem to put together by yourself. If you're dealing with any of these things specifically, or anything just kind of spooky and unexplainable, and you want to ask us about it, or even just tell us, you can. You can call our haunted hotline, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. That's the scarier number and I like that one better. That's fine. And that's just Lindsay's preference. You can call our haunted hotline or text it any time of day or any time of night. And please don't worry, it will go directly to voicemail so you don't have to talk to a human being at all. We'll do our best to give you probably mediocre advice or maybe you just want to have us talk about it. We can talk about it. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. And if you happen to be looking for some really spooky but also extremely fashion-forward pants or shorts or just drip in general, you can check out our friends over at Native Language Clothing. It's spooky cozy season, so why not have spooky cozy drip? Yeah, you can get yourself a really cool hoodie and matching shorts and wear them around your house when you're just, you know, having a pumpkin spice latte with almond milk. They have like Sherpa shorts and they're tie-dye, so it's like the best of both worlds. You can go to nativelanguageclothing.com or check out their Instagram 
Instagram, Native Language Clothing, and do some clicking and some scrolling. And at checkout, you can use the promo code Spooky Spouses, all one word, all lowercase, and get 30% off your entire order. And that's a lot of percent off. That's a spooky sale. <laughs> yeah, it is. So again, that's Native Language Clothing. Use the promo code Spooky Spouses, all one word, all lowercase at checkout and get 30% off. Say you have your comfy native language shorts on and you're like, you know, I just need a really cool spooky shirt to go with this. You can go check out our friends at DiscountCemetery.com. There you'll find things like Kubrick stuff, the burbs, and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, which is a super cool shirt. Or you can just literally get a shirt that says cemetery on it. I did. Lindsay did. And it's wonderful. So check out our friends at Discount Cemetery on Instagram, Twitter, or Doc. Our show is a proud member of the Scavengers Network family of podcasting friends and podcasting podcasters. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out some of the other great shows on the network. Or you can go to spookyspousescast.com, do some scrolling around, check out some of our cool merch on there that Lindsay designed. And then from there, you can also check out the Scavengers Network website. Sounds great. And as always, we would like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for supporting our show, and most importantly, for telling people about our show. Thank you, spooky buddies, and stay spooky. And now, here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear and tell you about the comedy podcast on Natural 20s. Do we really want to limit ourselves to just saying we're only a comedy podcast? You're right. We have a lot to offer, like intellectual conversations. Well, did you guys know Australia once lost a war entirely to emus? Do you think emus frown upside down because they're in Australia? Like they're below the equator? Yeah, duh. Health and fitness. Pasta is great, but you usually have a lot of extras, but have no fear. Thigh-warmed pasta is here. Plop the bag of leftover pasta on your thighs and eat those puppies like popcorn. We have microwaves. I have thighs. You know what? Actually, we can never decide what we're going to talk about, and that's why we leave the fate of each episode up to the rolls of a D20. So download Unnatural 20s on your favorite podcast app and roll with us every Monday. Uh, welcome back, little grave hogs. <laughs> you know, if you add one word or one letter on the end of grave, it, gravy. Yes, you kind of like that might be a descriptor for some people around Thanksgiving. Oh, gravy hog. Oh, gravy hog. Yeah, yeah. Love gravy. Um, I have a few things. I think we should just jump right into them. Let's go. I'm ready. This one actually hap- happened on September 20th this year. This so. is very recent. So very recent. It wasn't that long ago at all. So let me just like tell you about kind of the situation real quick. Okay. Um, so a man in Wisconsin in Racine, um, James Senda, mm-hmm. was looking for sea glass on a that Tuesday that week. And he was at the Samuel Myers Park in Racine when he came across a brick-shaped package wrapped in aluminum foil with a pink rubber band around it. You know, you really hate to see a package on the beach. Yeah, especially when it's like rubber banded and you're like, huh. So he said it was brick shaped-ish. So he was suspecting that the package contained money or maybe drugs. Or a brick. Or a brick (laughs) that somebody had just put on the beach. Yeah. 
Um, so he was very curious and he's like, I can't just walk. I can't walk by this. I have to see what's in this. So he happened to have gloves on him, probably because of COVID. Everybody's been kind of masking up and everything. And he unwrapped the package only to discover that there was a brain inside along with some pink flowers and foreign money. Uh, you know, I think it's safe to say that that would be the last thing I would expect to find in that box. Yeah, well, it was foil, tin foil. Oh, it was. It wasn't a. It was just wrapped up. It was a bunch of tin foil wrapped up. Yeah. Oh, so I thought it was like a box covered in tin foil. No, just a tin foil. Um, he said when he first opened it, I think I was so shocked that it didn't really click what it was. And he walked up to some city workers that were nearby and basically just asked him, like, did I just find a brain? I thought you were going to say he asked, he asked him, anyone missing a brain <laughs> and a little bit of money? And then he would have gotten a fight and they would have beat him up because they'd have been like, are you dissing me? You're missing a brain You're now. You're missing a brain, pal. <laughs> <laughs> pal. Um, so the police said on Thursday the brain did not belong to a human. Good. Yes. Uh, metal, medical examiners are unsure what animal it came from, but it's still very weird. They think that maybe with the dead flowers and the brain and the money, that maybe it was like some sort of like ritual send off. That sounds ritually, doesn't it? But that's it? still a little creepy. A little? Yeah. It's a lot of creepy. But to I find don't know. you said it was you said it was a brain, flowers and money. Yeah. What is that? Does that Can we unpack a metaphor here? Maybe it was like a weird art installation. Well, he actually kind of gave it like a cool saying. Oh, okay. He said, "I don't know, I just can't explain the brain." <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the Cypress Hill song? That's insane in the membrane. Oh, cool. Not can't explain the brain. Maybe they should do another one. I just found a beach brain. (laughs) Just found a brain. (laughs) But that's a pretty good one, isn't it? Just found a beach brain. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good one. Yeah, I guess so. Um, the brain was larger than the size of his extended hand and was not decomposed. So that's a giant brain. Yeah, it's a pretty big brain. That's why he thought it was human. I mean, but they, they said it was not human. They just don't know what kind of animal that is. Don't they say like your brain is the size of your fist or like something like that or something like... Uh, I, I don't know. Bigger than... The size of like... Your, well, like think about your well, head. Well, our brains might be like... Really little. A little smaller. <laughs> okay. Everyone look at... Everyone extend your hand. Um, uh-huh. Flat hand, but you're looking at the back of your hand. Yeah. Now close your thumb, index finger, middle finger, and ring finger. Just have your pinky... And you see where your pinky nail is? Yeah. I think that's around like our brain, about that size, you and me. I don't know. I think you just made that up. Well, yeah, I did. Okay. (laughs) Well, he just basically stated that he was actually glad that he was the one found it because a lot of moms and elderly people and kids play on that beach. And he's just really glad that he was the one that found it and unwrapped it and like not a child. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. But still very weird. Yeah, it's extremely weird. Yeah, I wonder what kind of animal it was. And like, I don't know. I wonder if that's some kind of weird religious or I don't know. It's some kind of weird ritual. It was in Wisconsin? It was in Wisconsin. I think we have 
one of our friends, Tracy, of the Scavengers Network, lives in Wisconsin. Well, I'll ask her if she knows anything, if she can explain the brain. I'll ask her right now. Tracy, can you explain the brain? <laughs> Do you know anything? Is, that, is this like a Wisconsin thing where... I mean, we're fellow Midwesterners, but we're kind of on the outskirts of the Midwest. We don't do weird brain stuff. What's going on over there? Um, You'll like this story. Okay. Um, So a BBC reporter, Joe Tidy, was doing a segment in Frankfurt, Germany, and he is a cyber reporter. He was filming the segment. And he's a robot. He's a robot. <laughs> he was filming the segment and um, he kind of just did his thing and whatever. He bleeped and blooped. And- yeah. He went home and realized something very unusual in his video oh. that these, these two guys were walking backwards behind him as if behind him was playing backwards Whoa! as he was reporting so he thought it was a glitch in the matrix and he (laughs) thought all this crazy stuff was going on well he was tweeting about it and he was shocked about it well turns out there was two kids just pranking him i think that is such that it's like that style of prank to me is so good it's so funny. <laughs> well, I guess they got him really good because he thought he literally, like he was tweeting about a glitch in the Matrix. When we we used to do something similar in undergrad, a few friends of mine, when they would be doing campus tours, mm-hmm. we would see the campus tours walking down, you know, if we were outside or whatever. And then we would stop and pose like we were a photograph and a brochure, like a, like a, a cheesy college brochure. Yeah. And we thought we were very funny, even though it wasn't that funny. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, we all kind of like got wild and crazy. Yeah. Uh That's that's really fun, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here's the next little tidbit that I have. Yeah. Um, This man has an abnormally long thumb and it is confirmed. So glad you said thumb. (laughs) It is confirmed. It is real and it is scaring people. Ew, so this guy just has a creep thumb? Yeah, Jacob Pina has been taking TikTok by storm with his insanely long thumb. The 21-year-old simply dislocates it and extends it to the length of five and a half inches. Ew. The doctors have confirmed this is real and he's always been able to do it. And it's on. he's putting it on TikTok? Yeah, you could look it up. I don't want to look <laughs> it up on TikTok. It's just a really long thumb. He's been having fun with it. He like pretends like he's hitchhiking or pointing at something with his really long thumb. Or clearing out a room in seconds. <laughs> look at my weird thumb. I guess that'd be good to have like if you're waiting in line somewhere, clear it out. I get or just like to touch somebody with your thumb, like, excuse me, and then just have your long thumb. I don't like long thumb. Yeah, well, he doesn't mind it either. He's just like, whatever. Well, I mean, he doesn't mind it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this guy's it. thumb. Um. Okay, so the last story that I have really quick is that, well, I kind of have a little bit of a story after this. Okay. But this one is um, about a video that's been floating around the internet, and it's very weird. You have to watch it. It's odd. So... An eerie scene was captured on camera by Rory Davis, who's 24, and him and his family were staying in a holiday cottage in Troutbeck in the Lake District. I don't know exactly where it was. I think they were like in Scotland or something. I think it was overseas. Okay. So it's basically an eerie scene that's captured by camera. He witnessed the unusual encounter as he and his family stayed in the cottage 
He okay, so Rory is the son, and he's there with his parents and his girlfriend. Rory's mom texts him that morning at like 10 a.m. and says, Will you go check on the sheep? I guess they have to they have sheep that they have to feed. Okay. And he says, Yeah, I'll I'll do it. Don't worry about it. And kind of doesn't think much of it. His girlfriend, Emily, is like, Well, we can't just blow this off. I'll go look and see if the sheep are okay. She peers out the window and she notices that the sheep are all just standing completely still. None of them are moving. Okay. So she grabs her camera thinking it's almost kind of funny and like maybe something spooked them and they're just standing still. They stood like that for an hour and a half. The sheep didn't move for an hour and a half? They didn't budge. Whoa, okay. The Rory and his girlfriend Emily were laughing because they were like, it was funny, but at the same time, we couldn't explain it. And like, we were just in shock. Yeah, I would have been in shock too. Yeah, she said that I was just so spooked out that I stood there and I laughed in pure shock and just proceeded to swear a lot. I thought you were going to say I just looked and puked. (laughs) (laughs) No, she didn't puke. That's good. But yeah, you can watch the video and they just literally are just standing there. They're all over this hill and none of them are moving. I feel like sheep like to move around and eat grass well, and like you think frolic. After, yeah, after an hour and a half, like someone would eat or like, or, I don't know, sometimes they shake and like yeah. shake the flies off or, or at least fart a little bit. Yeah, they didn't move. They didn't budge. That's very weird. They just literally stand there doing nothing. I got to watch that video. Maybe I'll watch it to help me fall asleep. There you go. It's like kind of like them jumping over the thing, but they're them just standing still. But they're just standing still and doing nothing. That might be more relaxing, actually. Yeah. Scientists are saying that they think that's happening because sometimes with the change in the weather, animals can be very still. But I don't know. I've never heard of that before. That seems like a science thing that they like to put out to like maybe disprove it, but it's like a 1% chance of success. They're like, ah, yeah, you know, animals like to stand still. Right. Uh, I don't know a lot of animals that just love standing still. Yeah, they just stand there. I mean, I guess like possums when they're playing dead. Maybe they were all just playing dead. Hawks like to stand still and wait. I guess, but a whole like, are they a herd? Uh, Is it a herd of sheep? A flock, flock. A flock flock? of sheep, yes. So it's like, why would a flock of sheep just stand there and not move? I don't know. It's very weird. That is very weird. Um, The last little thing I came across was a thing called the Oregon Vortex. Have you ever heard of it? I know that you used to live in Oregon. The or is it by that weird it's like a little roadside attraction, isn't it? Yes, it is now. I I feel like I've heard about it but I don't know if I have. So basically they think that this spot in Oregon is like a magnetic scientific wonder of the world and it's weird so i took it with a grain of salt when i was reading it and i was like okay whatever because they're like there's a road that it forms a perfect circle around this spot there was a cabin built in the middle of the circle that like has just been kind of deformed by the way the earth kind of shifted and everything so it's like okay yeah well Hills and earth plates shift, so yeah. whatever. The trees grow inwards, like as, but it's in, it's like hilly, so it's not like a hole yeah. that the tre- trees are growing inwards. So that's a little weird. But then I was watching videos about it and people going there, 
And it like defies all like sense of optical illusions and stuff. Like it, def- it sort of defies like physics and... Yes. So scientists have gone there and tried to debunk things that are there and they can't quite explain them. So if you watch the video, if you look up the Oregon Vortex and people going there, it is a roadside attraction now. So it's not like spooky or scary. It's just weird. And people will show you certain things that happen. So like, for instance they will go into the log cabin and put like golf balls on these shelves Mm -hmm. and they will roll upwards. So it kind of reminds me of like the whole gravity hill thing and everything is like, it's really down, but it's going up. Mm -hmm. But then it will like, it will come back like upward. Like it's not normal stuff. That Mm -hmm. you would think like, oh, it's just an optical illusion. And then there's also like a plank that they put on the ground there and they'll put one of those um, floor levelers down and the plank will be completely level. It is completely level. It is in the middle and they'll have two people stand on either side of the plank and one is obviously way taller than the other. And they'll switch places. And that person that was way taller is now way shorter. It's very unusual. And I highly suggest watching the video. I didn't want to make it a whole topic because it is more so just you have to watch the video going like, oh, well, that's very odd. That's very weird. And they have all sorts of things that they do there. They'll show you like all these different things of like, we can't explain this. So I don't know. And they are very accepting to scientists coming there and trying to debunk things because they just can't explain it. Cool. I want to go. Yeah. It seemed really neat and really weird. Maybe next time we're out there, we'll go. Yeah, for sure. Fun. Well, that is all I have. I mean, trying to be spooky. Okay. Well, you did a good job. (laughs) Uh Oh, remember at the beginning of the episode how I said I thought there was something we were forgetting about? Yeah. There was something I was forgetting about. What's that? And there was a video online that was circulating on Reddit that this person, I don't know if they did it as a joke or if they thought it was real, but they said, I was playing with my kid. It was the, the, their, their kid might have been like one one years old or one year old or whatever. Yeah. And it, the the camera was being held like looking down into the crib and they were like talking to their kid and their kid was wriggling around and laughing. But they were like, I'm pretty sure I can hear a ghost talking in this video or something. Okay. But it was just the kid farting a little bit. Oh. (laughs) But it sounded a little bit like a really loud EVP. Yeah. But it was for sure a fart. And then I went down all the comments and it was like, your kid farted. Hey, that's just a fart. That's a fart for sure. It was very funny. Well, Lynn, thank you for the things you brought in. Yeah. Do you want to take another voicemail from our Haunted Hotline? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We have one here. Oh, if you want to call our Haunted Hotline, you can. The number is 803-816-2667. You can call whenever you want. It will go straight to voicemails. You don't have to worry about talking to a person. So if you have any questions at all about ghosts, about cryptids, about maybe you thought you were beheaded in a past life, if you have a cool story to share... Just call us, 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. Yeah, B-O-O-S. Okay, here we go. Ready, Linz? Yes. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Lindsay. It's Max. So I took your advice and I went randonauting, you know, listening to Music for Exploring by Mems on bandicamp.com. And I am, am having 
I'm having fun, you know. But I did go a little bit off the trail, and I'm kind of lost. I'm I'm pr- pretty lost. And, Lindsay, I know you spent a, a night or two with a Sasquatch, and I was just wondering if you could call in a favor, maybe, ask him if I could crash on his couch as well, maybe, you know, or pile of sticks, cave, whatever you were crashing in. I don't know. Um, if not, I don't know, do you guys just know of any cryptids that might be accommodating, you know, good cryptids to get lost in the woods with? Anyway, uh, thanks in advance. I, uh, did just hear a wolf howl, but, um, it's, it's, no, no rush. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, thanks in advance. Love you guys. Bye. So, I don't know if crashing with Bigfoot's a good idea, unless you're good at riddles. Yeah. If you're good at riddles, <laughs> highly recommend it. They're accommodating. There's not really a couch to crash on. What did you sleep on? Just some like grass that I had like ruffled up. I thought you were going to say grass that I had with me. <laughs> Just the grass that I had with me. I used my backpack as a pillow, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the, usually the big feet will just find you. So... I would say if there was going to be another cryptid, that would probably be the best to crash with. I don't know. I mean, the Wendigo, scary. I would not want to crash with a Wendigo. No, very skinny, has big teeth. That means, well, why does he need all those teeth if he's that skinny? He obviously doesn't eat. He might just eat a little bit. He's just bit. a bitey thing. Well, it could be a bitey thing, but then mm. I would think that he would eat, wait a long time, eat again, just like a snake. Yeah, it, it, I don't know I'm, if a Wendigo is great. I was um, thinking the, the, the Baba Yaga would be okay. Yeah, but do, doesn't the Baba Yaga cook you into like soup? Well, that I don't know. Maybe you have to stay a certain amount of time, but certain iterations of the Baba Yaga depict the Baba Yaga as a literal house with chicken legs. So you could okay. live... In the Baba Yaga's top half. That's true. But maybe just like really quick, like, you know, power nap, be on your way. Right. Yeah. You might want to do that. I mean, if you can (laughs) find a Bigfoot and you're good at riddles. Yep. Totally. Uh, Maybe just put it in your Randonautica. Bigfoot. (laughs) Has anybody tried doing that yet? Like just putting like, what is your, what is your intent? Bigfoot. I want to put in there. What's your intent? Every secret. (laughs) <laughs> and just find every secret on earth. Um, who, the chupacabra bitey. No. No. Um, what about like, isn't there like some big worm or something? I don't know. What's that? What's that weird one where it has like, it looks kind like it's kind of cute. It's like rounded a little bit and it has legs and it like walks. It has like a oh, little... skinwalker. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Oh. Nightcrawler. A nightcrawler. Yeah. Because like. That thing's not bitey. You could kick it far. Well, it could kick. It has legs. It has really long legs, actually. It's all leg. Yeah. But it might like band together with its other little buds, and then you like might have a cute slumber party at least. Yeah. If you look at like especially all the plush toys that are made out of cryptids. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not made out of cryptids, but they're made <laughs> to look like a cryptid. <laughs> Poor cryptids. The, the... stop cryptid <sighs> abuse. This is stuff with real Bigfoot, uh, I don't know, organs. Uh, But the Nightcrawlers, out of all the plush things that are designed to look like cryptids, the Nightcrawler is the friendliest looking one. And I think there hasn't been any attacks from the Nightcrawler. No, they just wander around. They just kind of scare you a little bit. They don't have arms. It looks like they don't have mouths. Yeah, it doesn't. 
They just look like weird legs, just giant legs. Well, how do you lure in a nightcrawler? Kick around. You just kick as hard as you can. They're going to go, wow, nice kicks. Yeah, and they're like, we we do that. Oh, my gosh. You kick too? Uh, And then you become the leader. Yeah, you could. Oh, I can't believe it. Uh, You kick uh, too? That's so cool. Uh, (laughs) Yay. Yay. Yeah. Um, I think we solved it. Yeah, I think I think that's your best bet. Well, Max called a little bit ago. So, Max, if you're still in the woods and you still have battery on your phone, if you were calling from a phone, you could have been calling from, I don't know, uh, an iPod shuffle. Who knows? But if that's the case, just start kicking as hard as you can. And then maybe, you know, maybe play um, if you do have battery in your phone, like maybe play um, when the going gets stuff. No, (laughs) I mean, they like that song, too. But that um, by a tribe called Quest, can you kick it? Oh, that's a good one. And then they're like, oh, it's really kicky over there. We got to go over there. Look how kicky it is. They're playing that kicky song. When what's, I, other, what's another kick song? I know one. Now, this is huh. a little bit personal for me, mm-hmm. but this is what I always think of. When I was in elementary school at one of the talent shows, there was a kid <laughs> who is talent. And it's so funny to me. Okay. Okay. I got it. Okay. Yeah. For an entire For the entire length of the song... Walking on Broken Glass from yeah. start to finish. How long is that song? Four minutes? It's a long song. Just picture four minutes of song. He stood on stage and did karate to that song. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a really powerful thing. Do I know who this person is? I don't remember who the kid is. Oh. But I remember I was in second grade and he was in either third or fourth grade. Um, and I just remember <laughs> If that person is listening, please, if you have that video, we need it. I think I was sitting next to this kid we know. His name was Josh. And he went up there, this kid who was doing the karate and, you know, stood there, bowed. They pressed, they pressed play on the thing. Walking on broken glass came on and he did karate for the whole song. And I think it's so great because I think it's so great because I like to think that he can only do karate for like four minutes and five seconds. And he's like, I need something that's four minutes and five seconds perfectly. And then he found that song and went, oh, perfect. So are you saying that Max should play Walking on Broken Glass and do karate? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Put Walking on Broken Glass on as long as you can and just do karate at an audience of there's a lot of people (laughs) at talent shows. Yeah, but Max is lost in the woods, though. Then you do karate for chipmunks. You do karate for karates. You <laughs> for do your karates. Yeah, I didn't mean to pluralize karate, but that's a little funny to say. Uh, you do your karates for whoever will watch, and then, but you have to have walking on broken glass playing super loud. Okay. Wow. Wow, you really uh, <sighs> cried through that whole story. I did. I didn't lose it. I cried and I focused, <sighs> and I just to me that is just so that is so funny. That is so funny to do to an audience. Yeah. Did wow. you ever do a talent show? Nope. I never did. I did once. What'd you do? I did baton to um, pump up the jam. That's sweet. Yeah. That's so sweet. I knew like maybe four moves. So like it was just me marching and doing my four moves. It's great. But then you just do one through four and you're just, you're exciting everyone with your moves. They forget the first one you did. So it's all brand new to them. Right. What's the one? To pump up the jam so your beats are so your beats are stumpy. What's what do they say? I don't know. I always I, I think it's c- your feet are stomping. 
But I always <laughs> I always think it says your feet are stumpy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's great. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, Max, hope you're good. Hope you're okay. Yeah. Sorry we didn't release an episode last week. I hope you're not still lost. I hope also I also hope you're not mad, most importantly. <laughs> I hope you're not out there like, well, it would have been fine if they would have listened to my thing. <laughs> I hope you have enough battery power that you can actually listen to this episode. And if you do have enough battery power, let me know your secrets because I'm always looking to extend battery life. <laughs> something cool. It's just something cool I'm into. Oh. Well, Max, thank you for calling. And speaking of thank yous, we would like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show. And for telling people about our show and for hanging out with us. And it's about to be spooky season even more. So we have some really cool stuff planned for you all. And that's it. Thanks for being here. You're wonderful and great. We'd also like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for his sweet little flute arms and his spooky little silly toes. Couldn't live without his silly toes, but he wrote the music for <laughs> our podcast that you hear at the beginning, the middle, and the end. Thank you, Eli. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. And if you want to become a member of the Scavengers Network-wide Patreon, you can because Eli just made a funny little tune out of some clips of our show and then a voicemail or like a little voice memo that I left for Mason. And then we Mason sent it to Eli. And then Eli put music behind it. It's very weird and funny. But that's it. it. We'd also like to thank everybody over at the Scavengers Network. There's a bunch of wonderful, great podcasts over there, including ours. You can go to thescavengersnetwork.com. You can check out merchandise from everybody. Um, you can also go to spookyspousescast.com. Check out our merchandise and what we doing. Yeah, what we doing. Uh, are there any other thank yous? Again, thank you to everyone who's listening. You know, everyone always says subscribe and do the five-star thing and reviews. We're not going to poo-poo that stuff. But to us, the most important thing is you just tell some people you know about our show. Yeah, and thank you for listening. So until next week, uh, which will be officially, we will be officially in October, which is the start of our third year anniversary of doing the show it is uh, i hope that you all have a week and you really just explore how powerfully and loud you can kick in the woods <laughs> i'm just trying to think of other songs with kick in it maybe call us tell us if you have another song that has kick in it or about kicking and then sing the entire song to us i mean my question is why is the kid at the talent show not doing like everybody was kung fu fighting too, it was either too short or too long. He could only do karate for that amount of time <laughs> until he just didn't have the energy anymore. All right. Well, <laughs> until next time, stay spooky. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. B B B B B B B B B. Can you check yours? Checking the microphone. Checking the microphone. B B B B B B. Do your Beastie Boys impression. Um, checking my microphone. Yeah. That's <laughs> your Beastie Boys. <laughs> That's a really bad one. You want to hear mine? Yeah. Bon don't ding to your bon don't jump. Check up on ding don't burn don't jump. Yours isn't good either. Don't bring don't jump. Something to burn don't ding don't jump.
That's Beastie Boys. What was yours? You just asked me to check my mic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Bye. Bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Big well.